Today is March 6th, 2021. This is episode 112 of Back to Normal. So let's get started. All right, today I am going to be skipping right past the news that a fourth vaccine uh, for COVID-19 from Johnson & Johnson was approved. Um, I'm very excited for that news, but um, this week I just wanted to cover other things. Uh, Maybe I'll I'll look at a future episode um, now that work is starting to come back into a lulling pattern again, um, rather than being kind of crazy week to week, um, to kind of talk about the repercussions of having now four approved vaccines and, you know, a variety of different formulations. So some of them um, are two dose vaccines. Some of them are are only one dose. The timing of doses is kind of changing as we as we learn more about how the body can actually react to longer distances between the doses instead of really, really strict ones um, like we're happening during the, uh, the clinical trials. But all of that I'm going to set aside for now. I'm very excited about it, but I'm going to set it aside for now because um, I want to go really kind of deeper than I have the last few weeks. I know I've been talking I've just been talking a ton about um, Microsoft products like SharePoint and all that stuff. Maybe this will pivot to like a a Microsoft podcast, who knows? Um, but what I want to talk about this week, um, I wanted to go really deep or as deep as I can in, you know, 15 to 20 minutes about Microsoft. So Microsoft had their developer conference, which is called Ignite this week um, from, I guess it was mostly a two day conference from Tuesday to Wednesday, Tuesday and Wednesday, but um, it, it's fine. Um, it's interesting because a lot of the big tech companies will have one yearly developer conference. And that's where they make all their big announcements and all this stuff. Whereas it seems like, and maybe I'm I'm misremembering, I mean, maybe not misremembering, maybe I'm not super well informed of their calendar, but um, Microsoft definitely has more than one. But I feel like they almost have three developer conferences and like they're called Microsoft Ignite. Um, They definitely had one in the fall. I know that for a fact. And they're having another one. uh, They had another one this past week in like early March. So definitely more than one a year, but it feels like they might even have three a year. Um, but I find that way better getting to interact with developers, talk like hear from the people making the products in a tech company. Uh, it's way better to have more often rather than less often. And having this big thing once every year is definitely like even if you don't have a major like release of your software every year, like there was no ma- major release of, of Windows 10 that was announced at the conference. But it's really great to just hear from the developers. They get to talk about their work. They get to kind of refresh their work more often. Whereas um, with something like iOS or even Android, um, it's basically a once a year thing. Like it's the, the cycle is set really in stone of, of when they release any new major features. Um, it seems like it would be handy to have a couple of different milestones where you can be releasing smaller things more often. Um, but that's not how they do it. So I, I, I was kind of excited. I, I learned like late February that early March, there was going to be another Microsoft Ignite. So signed up, found some interesting sessions. There's a lot that I'm going to be doing over the next year using Microsoft products. Um, it really felt like we at at NSERC, we, we scratched the surface of what you could do with Microsoft to be able to enable our virtual competition and to be able to enable better virtual work. But there's a ton more that we could do. There's just a ton. And um, so getting the chance to learn about the newest stuff and learn about what you can do uh, just seemed like a no-brainer to to go and attend some of these sessions. And in particular, one thing that I really want to touch on today is based on, you know, I've been using Microsoft products for well over a decade now, but like starting off with mostly just Microsoft Word um, and like Internet Explorer because <laughs> there weren't any other good browsers before Chrome came along. Um, 
or any any particularly good ones. I didn't really live much. I may, might have had a little time in the Netscape Navigator era, but um, I came in. Internet Explorer was basically the only game in town. And it, it's just seemed like since then, it, the entire, I mean, the entire tech industry, but really Microsoft specifically has gone really from this company that makes, you know, office software and like Word, PowerPoint, Excel, Outlook, all that and windows like that's what they make and they have diversified their portfolio so much they do still make those tools but they barely even sell them like it's hard to buy windows 10 the only way to really buy windows 10 now um is like a licensed version when you get your computer or you can if you're building your own computer you can buy like this this um basically manufacturer's version of uh, windows at a, at a steep discount because that's the only operating system now you're not buying like if you buy a five-year-old version of uh, windows you can still update the latest version of windows 10 since 2015 when it was released it's it's just the same version just they keep bumping new features and stuff and they have all these products that all tie really like a lot of them tie really well together um but there are so many pieces of low-hanging fruit that microsoft I don't know if they're coming and there's just some kind of overhaul that it's really hard to tell when, when a tech company has these like really, really obvious things that they could do um, that they haven't shown any interest in, whether they're actually going to do them. But, and it's like some big thing that's coming soon um, or it's just like, I don't know, it seems impossible that nobody has thought of it at the company. So like um, one of the big things is that there are there are a ton of differences, like small ones and then bigger ones between Excel on the web and excel on uh, a desktop app and the goal there i think is to have a lot of the code running behind the scenes be the same between those two applications but the capabilities of what you can do uh, are wildly different and i'm not at all talking about things like formatting or like really anything like relating to the the, the really surface stuff you can do with an excel spreadsheet you can mostly edit a spreadsheet as much as you want like with values and formulas and all that stuff. That's not what I'm talking about. Um, what I'm really talking about is any kind of automation or programming. To um, Basically, if you want to automate some kind of Excel document, some kind of spreadsheet, um, you can write there on the web, you can write a little Office script, which is basically in preview right now because you can't use it anywhere else outside of that. Um, or you can um, go on the desktop and write a macro which is basically written in Visual Basic. And like that's like 20 year old technology and different programs can tie their their um, their own programs like Adobe has um, things to tie Acrobat to um, Visual Basic. So you can write macros that deal with PDFs and deal with that kind of automation. But the only way to run um, any kind of other scripting that that Microsoft as a company offers and they offer a ton of different options. The only way to do anything with an actual Excel document, an Excel spreadsheet is um, mostly like basically through Visual Basic or writing an ad in yourself, which is like a major milestone to have to get over. Like if you just want to do like a really, really simple automation, you have to either learn Visual Basic, which is this really old code editor, which is which there's no way they're bringing Visual Basic up to modern era like they're not going to make visual basic macros be able to run on the web or whatever you want um what i really really want to do like all i want to do is be able to have some kind of automation that's way more than the basic very basic automation that that is enabled um through uh, microsoft flow or power automate which is what it's now called 
um, other than those simple things, I want to be able to run macros that will still happen, still take place, even if a spreadsheet isn't open. And the list of the things you can do when a spreadsheet's closed are so tiny. And like, basically, if you want to run any kind of serious application, if you want to have anything, anything serious happen to your spreadsheets, um, you have to be in them. You have to be the one manually running it. Yeah, like I said, aside from very, very basic things. So be, even being able to be inside of a, a desktop, like let's say Excel, being able to run a flow from Excel, like click a button in Excel and run a flow. Um, that seems like there there's so many, like this is one example of a, like a dozen very obvious tie-ins that could tie Microsoft applications together, that could tie Microsoft applications to other things outside of Excel. There's so many things that would be enabled if all of these pieces worked together. And it does, like I said, it does seem like they're potentially heading that way, even with just making like focusing so much on Power Automate and all of this. Um, it seems like they could do it, but so far they have not shown much of an appetite for it. And um, honestly, it makes their products a little worse if you're like, because there's, there's like five or six different technologies and ways you can automate something in an Excel spreadsheet. But none of them work exactly like none of them have the same set of capabilities. And the way their capabilities differ mean that a lot of the power that you could potentially have, like you could do this part of the thing through Power Automate, but then you'd want to do this kind of thing through a macro. And then you'd want to use Office Script for this kind of thing. Like you you can't really daisy chain those solutions, those different um, automation methods together at all. And so you're left basically thinking, okay, well, I can't, I either have to go all in on a macro and do whatever that can enable, which is very powerful, or you have to go into office script and, and enable something there. But that means that you have to physically enter, like, first of all, office scripts, they're available in office on the office on the web. Like this is, this is like the prime sign of this office script on the web. Um, you can open an Excel spreadsheet. You can write a little script for it and you can hit run in the office script panel. and It'll then run while that spreadsheet is open on the web and that's it. And if you want to run that same script on the desktop, you just can't. You just can't do it. It's so weird. And then um, say you wanted to uh, write this office script and then run that via a flow through Power Automate. You just can't do it. There's no interface for it. You have to if you want to write a macro, you have to be in the desktop version of Excel to run it. If you want to write an office script, you have to be in the web version of Excel to run it. If you want to run a flow, you can't be in the spreadsheet at all. You have to run it from some other method. Like you can't run a you can run a flow in an automated fashion based on some value in a in um, somewhere else. Like you also can't run a flow based on what the value of a cell is in uh, Excel. You can do certain things based on rows, but like it's it's a whole weird limitation that all of this doesn't run better together. Um, apparently, there's more coming with Office Script. Um, that will hopefully let it let you kind of run them. Um, I mean, the ideal situation is here is that um, Office Script would get like kind of line for line function for function parity with VBA. That would be amazing. Even just the native VBA functions, not even talking about other libraries or that kind of thing. Um, it's been such a long time, it feels like for Office Script that it's been sitting there languishing. Um, yeah, so basically one of the things Microsoft announced at their Ignite conference this week is that um, there's this new, well, it's not a new programming language, but they're open sourcing their programming language that um, the platform called Power Apps uses, which is basically like, um, it's a way to code applications, but using basically Excel functions. 
And so rather than having to code an application and get all the pieces working together using, you know, typical programming, you can use um, basically just Excel functions in an application that will calculate things together on the fly, that will pull pieces of information from different places. Um, it's very, very powerful, but um, you still can't do things like like it would be really cool to be able to use PowerFX um, on in an Excel spreadsheet to be able to navigate to different sheets, to be able to pull in information from elsewhere using functions like that would be amazing to have. I can't like t there, there's a navigate function in PowerFX. Um, and if you could use the navigate function outside of Power Apps and in an actual Excel spreadsheet, that would be such a cool way to do things. Um, it all of these different programming tools and automation tools working together would be so fantastic. But right now we're just not there yet. Um, and, and if anything, it seems like it might be a couple of years off. It would also be really neat. Um, so on a mobile device, you can run Excel, you can run Word, but basically all you get is the very, very basic editing tools. It would be amazing to be able to kick off a flow from a mobile device because um, one of the neat things that you might want to do is like you might want to run some kind of report. You might want to run, um, I don't know, any anything, basically anything you might want to do with automation from a data source. Um, you might have a really good time wanting to do it from your Excel spreadsheet on a mobile device. You don't want to necessarily program it, but being able to run those from a mobile device would be really, really, really cool to have. And I'm sure there's some kind of way to do it. Um, like I said, if you had more powers using Power Automate to be able to run flows through um, through the phone, so you could write them. But even Power Automate is very limited in what you can do with an Excel spreadsheet. So there's there's all kinds of things that they could do to tie these better together. Um, like I said, if if you had this Power FX functionality inside of uh, Excel rather than just in Power Apps, um, you could basically re completely recreate. Um, get and transform data or what we used to be called power query, which is something that I've been using for our, our voting solution now to pull items from a SharePoint list into an Excel spreadsheet. Um, so there's all this modern interapp workings that are that are set up behind the scenes now with Power Apps and Power Automate and Power BI. And it would be so cool if you actually applied all that logic and all that functionality to things just inside of Excel, to things just inside of Word. Like if you could use all these different kinds of sources for a mail merge in Word or like I said, in a power query, get and transform data in Excel. It would be so, so, so cool to be able to use. Um, there's all kinds of really, really um, difficult to understand interfaces built in inside of Excel because it's such an old and powerful program. There's all this really hard to understand stuff in there um, and things to do with authentication and all of this. And to be able to go in and just make it really, really easy is like would make everything so much better for um, developers that you want to develop, not not specifically for Microsoft's platforms, but to be able to develop just for their own business, just for their own work. And um, it just seems like it's yeah, like I said, the only thing I can think of is that this is low hanging fruit. There's so much that they could do that. Not that it would be easy to do but that it would be so powerful to be able to give developers and even just regular people that use the software, those kinds of tools. Um, yeah, the most basic thing, having access to the same set of tools on in Excel when you're in the app, uh, in the web app, on the desktop, like by all means, let VBA languish and only exist on the desktop. That's not, I'm not saying bring VBA everywhere, but like have some kind of scripting language, take Office Script, take that the promise of that as a replacement for VBA and make it full featured, make it available, make 
scripts be able to run Office scripts in the desktop app, be able to run an Office script through the web version like you can now, but with a button. Um, make be able to run an Office script through VBA, uh, not through VBA, through Power Automate with a flow. Uh, there's so many things here that I would just love to be able to see. And I'm very heavily, heavily focusing on Excel right now, but there's all kinds of things you can do with Word too um, that you could enable through this kind of better platforming interfa uh, programming interface on the platform. Anyways, this has been an extraordinarily long rant. I love what Microsoft is doing. I love so much of it. It's so fun to use. It's so fun to learn. Um, but there are these rough edges that I would just love to see sanded down over time to be able to work even better together. I'm going to leave this episode here for now, but I'd like to thank you very much for listening. And like I said, maybe I'll do a deep dive. If you're, cur if you're curious me to do a deep dive on the four vaccines that have been approved and rollout plans across provinces and across the world and all that, um, I'll look into doing something like that for a future episode. Thanks very much for listening, and I will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.